going on everybody welcome in to another edition of the daily energy news beat stand up here on this gorgeous monday december 4th 2023 as always i'm your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas joined by the executive producer of the show the purveyor of the show and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website energynewsbeat.com Stuart turley my man how we doing today it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood up here in bear country <laughs> and no kidding you you sent me a, a pretty funny image of your drive yesterday you 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 are officially in a what is it a bear corridor a bear corridor uh it's a six mile uh swath and uh there's evidently a migration of overpopulation of bears it's like official so you you officially are in bear country <laughs> nonetheless we have an absolutely banger of an episode not to be disturbed by bear country guys absolutely wild men you guys first up new york's near zombie apocalypse our second favorite state behind california uh, we'll see what's going on in new york next up epa's final rule for oil and natural gas operations will sharply reduce methane and other harmful pollutions we can only hope next up doe redefines foreign entity of concern evs confusing regulations just got no help a really interesting look into how defining what foreign entities can and can't do as specifically China, because they're so involved with the EV business, it, it, it kind of it, it puts people on an interesting side. So I'm very excited for Stu to dive into this one. Next one, U.S. commits to shutting down coal plants during COP28. Quote, U.S. consumers thrown out with the bathwater. Uh, we can only imagine who wrote that title, um, that little extra there. Uh, maybe out with the bathwater, Stu. Uh, next up, another COP28. President claims there is, quote, no science behind the calls to phase out fossil fuels. Interesting. This is from our, our friends over at The Guardian. Um, yeah, mix, uh, May I dare to mention mixed signals going on at COP28? Interesting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I would have loved to have been there. We, we, we were trying to get you there. And then our final two stories, Russia about to become one of the world's biggest LNG producers. That's according to their uh, state-run Gazprom. And then finally, the story that's sort of kind of been hanging over the oil markets. OPEC Plus does decide to extend oil output cuts, but uh, as Stu's got a funny word for what those cuts are, so I'll, I'll save that for, for his. He'll then toss it over to me. I'll quickly cover what happened in the oil and gas markets. Rig counts up a little bit. And then we did have a, uh, not an actual M&A deal, but a rumored M&A deal that made it all its way to the Wall Street Journal. Occidental Jet visits um, Warren Buffett's hometown amid potential $10 billion shale deal with Crown Rock or Crown Quest for those who are more familiar. So um, we'll opine a little bit on that. And then we'll let you guys get on here and start your week. But before we do all that, guys, remember all the news and analysis you are about to hear is brought to you by the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy news. Stu and the team do a great job of curating that site to make sure you are at the tip of the spear when it comes to the energy business. You can email the show questions at energynewsbeat.com. Hit up Stu and I on LinkedIn. You can hit the description below, see all the links to the articles, timestamps, so you can jump ahead, learn about what, you know, the shutting down of these coal plants or, or jump ahead to fear about these OPEC plus cuts. 
Visit the show notes, guys. You can also hit the link down there, dashboard on energynewsbeat.com. It's our kind of data news combo product that we're really kind of pushing hard um, in Q1 2024. So we're just trying to tee all, tee all the stuff up, guys, because the year's not over yet, but we're still we're already teeing stuff up for 2024. We're available all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can also check us out on YouTube at Energy Newsbeat. I'm out of breath, though, Stu. Where do you want to begin? Hey, let's start with our buddies up in New York. New York's near zombie apocalypse. You know, I always love me a good zombie apocalypse movie. Okay. Imagine if half of New York City lost heat for months, it would not a plot of a new zombie apocalypse uh, movie, what, The Walking Dead or something. It almost occurred last year, and it's because of the grid. The FERC, or the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, and the North American Electric Reliability Corporation published a 168-page review of electricity and natural gas problems during the winter storm Elliott last December. It was the fifth time in 11 years that power plants failed due to cold, cold weather. Okay, uh, here's a quote in here. It is especially discouraging that it uh, happened in the Eastern Interconnection, which is normally has ample generation and transmission ties to other grid operators that allow them to import and export power, the report note. Yet problems cascaded through the Eastern's interdependency energy systems, which nearly caused New York City's gas distribution to uh, collapse. Holy smokes, Batman. New York City, uh, the governor up there, Holcomb, has announced two things. A, she's going to 100% renewables. B, they've uh, we've covered this before on the, the podcast. 20% increase on uh, gas, on uh, energy, another 20%. And then by five more years, a hundred percent. She has no clue about physics. So anyway, uh, no. and this and this report goes on to state that you, uh, the New York City utility, the, the big utility provider out there, Con Edison, uh, given the location of their interstate pipelines, was disproportionately impacted by deteriorating pipeline conditions. So exactly. not only even if they've got the gas, the pipelines are deteriorating, and no one wants to build any new pipelines. We know how hard those are to get. So they're really shooting themselves in the foot up there. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Governor Como, Andrew Como, allowing uh, he banned fracking in the state, which is really mm. stupid because you got the Appalachia right down the road there in the Marcellus. One eight hour drive, which is a short pipeline for natural gas. And they could have had all the gas they wanted and all the power they wanted. Anyway, let's go to the next story, Michael. This one, next one, is the EPA's final rule for oil and natural gas operations will sharply reduce methane and other harmful pollution. From the United States Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA. What a bunch of chowderheads. This was released at 3 a.m. Uh, Friday night or Saturday morning morning. It is absolutely abysmal. I have, I spent hours going through this thing and it is disgusting. From the ESG University on Substack, one of our favorite Substack guys that I like random dude on Substack, uh, they went into it a little bit more. 
3 a.m. rollout was timed to coincide with the ongoing COP28. This is absolutely despicable. Here's a quote in here. The Biden administration war on oil and gas has created another round of regulations that directs the marketplace to shut down American energy protection. The crude life founder, Jason Spy, said it is very unfortunate that political and energy leadership do not take Biden's war on oil and gas more seriously. It is it is overstepping their bounds, Michael. Down here further on, you can see that the the uh, the the whole thing is based off of the Clean Air Act. And they have just blown it up. It's going to go even further. We'll sharply, they, they say it'll sharply reduce methane. But what they're going to do is any oil and gas firm and anybody, here's where it is. The final rule uh, rule leverages the latest cost-effective, innovative technologies and proven solutions on an estimate 58 million tons of methane emissions from 2024 to 2038, 1.5 billion metric tons of carbon dioxide. Okay, they're gonna have to spend gigantic bucks. Okay, I'm all about fixing a lot of this stuff, but they're imposing regulations that the market would do anyway. When you take a look at at flaring, the great oil and gas uh, EMP operators in Texas got rid of flaring. And, you know, if you let the market do it, these companies are interested in doing this. ESG investing is failing. Why? Because BlackRock says they're going to start investing in oil and gas. And then also Bill Gates came out and said, oh, climate change is a joke. So now you have these the, the U.S., is doubling down and tripling down on stupid in order to increase the price of natural gas. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. It What they do is they just say, we're going to do stuff to reduce climate or, and, and reduce these volatile What I find is it's really hard to actually figure out exactly what they're doing. I mean, have you been, a, you know, and this is what I think every listener would want to know. What exactly did the EPA say? They're going to reduce Methane emissions, how? What are they actually going to do? Is it a tax? After I spent two or three hours going through it, uh, it is a mind-numbing experience. And I've got in here that I'm going to be writing some updates to it. What the problem, Michael, is going to be is that they are requiring carbon capture. They're requiring uh, detection systems. They're requiring uh, enhancements to the uh, Clean Air Act, which have already been proven that it's beyond the scope of the Environmental Protection Agency. They've already crossed the line again. So here's the first one. So here we go. One, this rule provides a two-year phase-in period for eliminating routine flaring of natural gas that is emitted from new oil wells. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, who loves this? Every Bitcoin mining company loves this rule. Absolutely. Every Bitcoin mining company loves it. And you know what? I'm not necessarily against that. You know how much energy we've wasted in flaring? Because we're too lazy to build pipelines. We don't have infrastructure set up. We, we can't, can't three permit ahead. them. Which came first, the permit or the getting? Because once you drill a well and you have no takeaway, you either store it, which is expensive, or you flare it, or you tie it to a pipeline. And I, we can't get pipelines done. So 
The Mickey Mouse bullcrap that this administration is doing is absolutely going, uh, you're going to do this. You know what their number one goal is, Michael? Yeah. Number one goal, raise the price of energy across the board. No, absolutely. They want to make it extremely expensive to operate oil and gas. That's exactly what these rules will do. We will be diving into it. No wonder they dropped this at 3 a.m. Uh, yeah, it was so that... Um, uh, Lurch could go up there and say some things at COP. Here's where this story just gets a little uglier. Uh, DOE redefines foreign entity of concern for EV confusing regulations. Just got no help. Holy smokes, dude. The EVs and everything else, this new comprehensive analysis shows that the Inflation Reduction Act is indeed transformative on the demand side. How come, uh, you know, says the S&P Global Vice Chairman Daniel Yergin. I love Daniel. However, challenges remain in securing supply of critical minerals needed to meet growing demand to achieve its goal. EVs are stalled. They're not only stalled, but they've got a gas generator option in the trunk that you pop the hood and drive down the road with your gas generator, kind of like that Dodge that's yeah. going to have that. This is absolutely horrific. Yep. Now, I mean, it's giving more, the, the bottom line in here, Michael, it's giving more guidance and more ability for China to make the EVs, and this is going to kill the United States uh, EV cars, period. That's what this is. You know, whenever John Pazesta is on the side of thinking this is good, I'm out. So oh, that's no. all not, I mean, not, you know, love this article. They, you know, friend of the show, Ann Bridges is quoted in this article. Oh, yes. She is fantastic. Ann's uh, very, very knowledgeable. But it is interesting. How are you going to, I mean, the problem is this. Is China an, a foreign entity of concern? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. The problem is we have to work with them. So what do here's you do? A, I don't know. Quote. So this Biden, is where I, I tend to oh, fall on the on. other side of yeah. John Podesta. But this is I am quote. a little bit tongue twisted here because it's like China is a rogue state. Of course they are. Yeah. And this is teeing them up for them. Biden's Department of Energy is once again muscling aside Congress's intent in representing both Democrats and Republicans in last minute effort to shove through a green agenda that consumers don't want. Our country can't afford for technology simply is not ready yet for large scale deployment. She wrote in an email to Metal Tech News. I love her. She is a great authoress um, and great uh, guest on the podcast. I'm going to reach out to her and uh, yeah. get her back on. Lead her back on. What's next? Okay, let's go to U.S. commits to shutting down its coal plants during COP28. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you hear that thump? Somebody just thumped a quarter on Lurch's face since he's had the last facelift. This man makes me airsick. Okay. The Biden administration at COP28, China, Michael, can you guess how much China's carbon footprint has increased this past year? I, I'm sure it's twofold. 220%. They have over 400 coal plants approved. Their regulatory agency is very simple. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, see, uh, yes, that's their approved system. Approved. You get coal plant for you. Boom. Okay. Guess how much they lowered ours last year? 
The U.S. lowered it 20%. You know how? Natural Transition from gas. coal to natural gas. Exactly. But in orderly fashion, we will outdo it. Now, who's the number one polluter in the world, Michael? China. China. Guess who keeps getting uglier? China. Guess who keeps getting fatter? It's in the food, damn it. All the Chinese people are eating American food and getting fatter. This is ridiculous. I'm sorry for getting worked up, dude. I just... I'm going to go put my head in the toilet just so I can calm down. Well, this- yeah. Well, your 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 favorite um, politician, U.S. Special Envoy for Climate, John Kerry, what did he actually do? He announced that at the, the U.N. AMO Climate Summit, a.k.a. COP28, that we are not building new coal plants and we'll be phasing out existing plants. I mean, we were probably already doing it. That's what's funny. We got to send John Kerry, Heinz 57, on his private jet over to COP28 to attempt to tell us we're shutting down the coal plant. It's not his plane, though, Stu, so we can't get mad at him. Remember, oh, it's no, not it, his plane. But, it's his wife's no, plane. It's not his plane. It's his not wife's his plane. plane. But he did He's net zero. He went on an Air Force jet. Don't kid yourself, okay? <laughs> uh, Lurch with a facelift that would dodge a bullet I mean, he's got a bulletproof va- uh, face and you can thump a quarter on it. I guarantee you a drill sergeant, when they come up and they thump a quarter on the bed and it bounces, they're good. Okay. You could, okay. A drill sergeant could thump a quarter on Lurch's face. Okay, okay. let's go to COP28. Here, the thread, the ENB thread on these stories got me so worked up. I've got to go uh, get on the bike and and ride for five hours. COP28 president rides, uh, claims there is no science behind calls to phase out fossil fuels. The Guardian. Michael, here's where it's a lot of fun. And being a fly or a booger on the wall, whichever one you want to call it, it's got to be pretty funny because you have the head of Exxon, you have the head of Saudi Arabia there, and then you have the head of Saudi Aramco there. And then there were a hundred and 110 oil companies there. Okay. Wow. There's 70,000 of your closest friends there. I have an appointment with Grace Stanky again. She is live in Dubai and we're going to talk. It's going to be 11 o'clock my time and we're going to do a podcast to get an update on what's going on with the nuclear. We have committed to doing more nuclear. I'm thrilled about that. So this, listen to this. We are an absolute crisis that is hurting women and children more than anyone. It's because we have not yet committing out fossil fuels. Robinson, who chairs the elders, a London-based human rights environmental NGO, was quoted as the garden. Once that decision at COP28 can take in many ways, because you're the head of Agna, you could actually take it with more credibility. That guy needs to put his head in the toilet. He's wherever, wherever uh, John Kerry's going. This is where we need this guy. Oh, absolutely. Just flap his ears, you know. Okay, let's go to the next one before I get airsick. Russia about to become one of the world's biggest LNG producers, Gazprom. Okay, as a result, here it is, third paragraph down, fourth paragraph. As a result, Russia could become one of the three biggest LNG producers in the world, the company said in a statement. It followed a meeting of the board of directors that reviewed prospects in the global shale LNG. The first three quarters above 2023 include, inc- increased by 2%. Mike, Michael. 
This is where I got to give a shout out to George McMillan. He was my two hour podcast. I listened on my way up here to uh, Bear Country. That man is incredible. Everybody needs to go listen to the him, not me. And we'll put a link is, in the description below. Absolutely. Uh, we'll put it in there. Now, here's the thing. The United States wants to shut down all pipelines out of Gazprom. Sweet. George has basically lined all that up. Here's another one that even with no matter what the U.S. is doing to Russia by doing underhanded things, they're doing underhanded things in order to shut down Moscow. I'm embarrassed by what they've done. Yeah, I, I, here's the thing. I'm, you know, we all know you're running Putin's 2024 campaign. So I, I, I am not. That on man me. is a hosebag. Okay, I'm gonna be first. Hey, you just called me hosebag. Yes, hey, I, I ain't hey, running Putin. Okay. Hey, no, I am not. I am a Putin fan only for one reason: that he's taking care of Russia first. He is a crud bomb. Okay, there goes my ability to interview him. Exactly. Um, um, I don't think this press release is wrong, though. I do think that Gazprom could become the world's they largest will. or one of the world's largest because they have so much gas there. It's a matter of infrastructure and it's a matter of investment infrastructure. And as long as they're tied up in Ukraine, it's going to be hard for them to continue mm-hmm. to climb because LNG, as you know, these 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 LNG terminals, these gasifications, they're not cheap. No, they're not. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Putin, uh, as we affectionately call him, Putin. Uh, hey, uh, you know, Putin's been in North Korea three times this year. Why he's been did there. Advise, did you advise that? Huh? You advise that one? Oh, no, I didn't advise it. But uh, the little short guy that Trump, you know, so-called the little short man or whatever his name yep. was. Uh, Rocket Man. Thank you. Uh, Anyway, Putin was negotiating a pipeline between North Korea and South Korea because South Korea wants Russian natural gas. Oh, what's going on? Then there's more natural gas coming out of Russia to go to Japan. The U.S. got involved in that one and stopped that pipeline. So you think China, uh, Japan is going to be on our side? I doubt it. Our Japan is going to go with, let's see, Michael, do you like your apartment? Do you like the way you live? Okay. I love it. Okay. Guess what? If you are Japan and you want natural gas from Russia, what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and go, well, maybe the Chinese are not that bad. Maybe the Japan's not that, you know, and you sit back and go, this is a lot bigger than this article. This article is only the tip of the spear, as you say. Yeah, the tip of the spear. And finally, for all our oil fans, we talked all last week about OPEC was going to do something. OPEC was going to do something. They did do something. Talk to us about that. Um, Yeah, the next article, Michael, is OPEC to extend oil output cuts. Okay, excuse me. It's so underwhelming. Uh, You know, let's hear a moment of silence for this one. Okay, we're done. Um, You know, the Saudi Arabia agreed to deepen production cuts to about 2.2 million. That's about mm, 0.1 million more. I mean, that's, you know, nothing. Now, here's here's where you're going to do this. The another article came out, I think, Thursday or Friday. Brazil is now accepted into BRICS plus the head of Brazil's uh, owned company has said Petrobras. 
Petrobras, baby. Petrobras. They have said we will not adhere to any production cuts. So all of a sudden you have them, you have Iran, and you have these others. This cut means nothing. And I think the market is realizing that. Yeah, I, exactly. That's why we, part of the reason why we're going to talk about where oil prices are, where they at. But, you know, again, I think this is a whole lot of nothing. We expected this. I think that, like you said, exactly, the mm. Brazil addition to BRICS Plus, BRICS Plus and quoting that saying we're not going no, to. No, it's, it's OPEC Plus. They're already going into BRICS. This is OPEC. OPEC Plus. Plus, excuse me. Brazil going into OPEC Plus, yes. Not knowing, knowing that they're not going to agree to any cuts, yes, is going to drive oil prices down. So, hey. Absolutely. I mean, this is all this weekend and crazy. It's been brutal, dude. That's why That's why you get paid the big bucks. Oh, I don't know about that, man. Any? You got anything else? No, I'm going to go uh, put my head in the toilet and flap around, pretend I'm uh, Lurch. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, well on, on that lovely note, um, we'll cover oil and gas finance, guys. Overall markets on Friday ended up about half a percentage point for the S&P 500. NASDAQ about three tenths of a percentage point. Crude oil drops 2.5 percentage points, 74 07, um, set to open about 74.38. Um, according to the latest opens, Brent oil down about 2.8 percentage points, 80.24. You know, a really, again, off the back of, of what Stu talked about, the fact that these ho-hum cuts were nothing more of you. If you were to read our favorite friends over at Reuters, they would tell you that. Investor skepticism about the depth of the OPEC plus cuts and concern about sluggish global manufacturing activity. I'm not sure what that is all about. I think we've seen some number. I mean, the problem is we've seen numbers have come out of China that have been looked bad. So if you're using China as an excuse for why oil prices are down, I'm sorry, get out of here because they've the, the data's been bad in China for months now. The problem is we're going to do this next week, Stu, because I was, I was having some fun last week going over everybody's $120 oil prediction by, by end of year. Oh, they're yeah. everywhere. You've, we've got our favorite friends, Goldman Sachs. You've got JP Morgan. You've got yourself. Everybody's calling $120 oil. I'm looking I, at I seven. For that? I'm looking I at seven. Timeout. I'm looking at 7407 oil. Not that that's a bad thing, but I just love the fact that we get so hyped up and oh all this other we've had a new war breakout and oil's gone down the fundamentals are a little messed up Stu. you have to admit that oh i will and and by the way i said all of the old fundamentals throw them out they no longer apply i no we'll said pull that. the clips we'll pull the, I will pull part the is tape, we record every single day we'll pull the clips i'm putting it i'm gonna have andy put this together Trust oh, me. absolutely. And we're going to play this. Little, and, we're going to play a little. And I'm going to go find the timestamp because I said I can't predict anything. And I think we're going to hover around here. Oh, don't. If for no, our podcast no, 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 no. They're pulling a millennial me. on me. Oh, my gosh. My beloved millennial just made me airsick again. Oh, All my. Right, next up, rig counts only up three which is hilarious as we saw prices go down. Zero discipline in the oil and gas business. You have to love it. Prices down, rig counts up, Stu. Absolutely love to see it. You know, mainly that's from the, the, the private sector. I mean, you're not seeing public companies necessarily go rigs as much as they have done through that M&A process. Canada saw five rigs drop and uh, internationally we saw 16. I think I think the big news that happened on Friday um, was the, the, the deal that I think people thought might happen got leaked to the Wall Street Journal. Occidental 
Their jet visited Warren Buffett's hometown in Omaha, Nebraska, amidst potential $10 billion shale deal with Crown Quest um, or Crown Rock, which is the, 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 the kind of the holding company that owns it. It's a 50% joint venture between the Tim Dunn family and Lime Rock Resource Partners. That deal is potentially valued for at least $10 billion. Um, they're a primary Permian producer, some of the most prime acreage. I wouldn't say maybe now, but five, 10 years ago at the heart of the shale boom, they were able to lease up some of the most lucrative, you know, contiguous acreage in Midland and Del- uh, in Midland County, which is absolutely sort of driven there, there, you know, have driven them from what, what they were, which is a, you know, a, a small private equity backed oil and gas company to one of the larger private oil and gas companies out there. Uh-huh. And they're about to cash out for, it's going to be more than 10 billion. It's going to be absolutely uh, more than 10 billion. Trust me. I was driving down the road the other day and I heard this, those were all of the Democrats in Texas that were were now complaining because that family has $10 billion in their pocket. And they said that will change the face of Texas politics for years. <laughs> Interesting. Um, we're definitely going to want to spotlight this deal whenever it comes out. I think, you know, again, this is a just supposed deal. Okay. They haven't announced anything. And I think what would be interesting to do, Stu, is when this does break or for our next deal spotlight, we should figure out what we would pay for Crown Rock. Now, the problem is it's hard because there's a lot of stuff we don't know. You know, we don't quite know their full length of their asset base. They're private. It's hard to go. They, they don't, they're not putting out investor presentations like public companies are, but we'll do our best. I think it'll be interesting to uh, to dive into uh, um, this deal. It's a long show, Stu. You got anything else? What should people be worried about this uh, week? Oh, uh, COP28. I, I got some great things coming out on COP28. Uh, Lurch is going to, I'm waiting for Lurch's call, you know, so I can thump a quarter on his face. Uh, also interviewing Grace Stank, and uh, she is Miss America. Uh, it's going to be at 11 o'clock on Wednesday night. Uh, she's going to be in Dubai time, and I'm going to be up past my six o'clock bedtime. Yeah, no, we'll we'll have to we'll be sending coffee your way. So we got to love it. Well, with that, guys, we appreciate you checking us out. World's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com. For Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. 